Jersey Dude Reviews Jersey Food. Hi everybody, Chris Gethard here. Welcome to New Jersey is the World. So happy to bring you another one of the food reviews today. Don Finelli and I review Esso Artisanal Pasta, which is a very unique business being run out of Morristown. The Morristown near me, the one with two R's, not the one with two O's and not the one spelled M-A-U even further in South Jersey that none of us even talk about because we're none of, we're not ready to have that conversation in New Jersey. Hey, thanks to everybody who came to House of Independence last Wednesday. That show was so fun. We did electroshock karaoke. Thanks to Brian from the Front Bottoms. Thanks to Nick Fierro for playing the Jersey Devil. Thanks to that guy Christian who randomly got up and played drums. Thanks to everybody. Thanks to Riverby for coming up from Philly, embracing their Jersey roots, playing songs for us. Thanks to everybody who came out and bought tickets. And the next one, we announced it. It's going to be a tribute to Pete Genovese. I have said on the show he should be knighted, that if New Jersey was able to knight people, he should be the first people dubbed Sir Pete Genovese. We're going to do it. We're going to knight Pete Genovese live on stage April 6th at House of Independence. We're going to perform a series of medieval tests of strength and and uh, med- medieval times style um, uh, trials, displays, going to joust and we're going to do it our way which is to say bootleg but funny it's going to be a good time i've also been in touch with our friends at the lunar fair who are going to send some witches and that's true plus music by take today burlington county's own take today it's going to be a really really great show houseofindependence.com for tickets if you want to get even more involved get more content more bang for the buck and support us along the way it's patreon.com slash new jersey is the world you want a t-shirt it's up below the below let me try it again below the collar.com slash chris gethard nailed it and if you have anything you want to say good or bad about anything you ever hear in relation to our episodes or jersey in general stories you want to tell us opinions you have 973-780-4660 talk to you all soon thank you for the support in such a huge way now enjoy the jersey dude himself don finelli talking about one of the most unique businesses going right now so artisanal pasta out of morristown hello everybody chris gethard here i am your co-host today because the real person who leads the charge on these is the jersey dude himself the jersey dude who reviews jersey food it's don finelli hi don hey oh god <laughs> I just went, I, I just had like a, maybe a 15 to 20 minute rant before this of just how fucked up life is. But like, so I'm, I'm like charged up, man. Ready, ready to review. Yeah. Ready to review, man. Escapism. Forget your problems for a while, Don. Oh boy, do I escape to food. Huh. Considering that you're very good at cooking and that you are someone who's in touch with your emotions. Yeah. It would not be shocking if you weighed literally 600 pounds. Unbelievable to from me. From eating food. No, I was up at 6 a.m. Running, running this morning. You've always been a very in-shape guy, and yep. I don't understand it, because you love food so much, and you do, you do when you feel stressed, you really feel it. I feel it. I, I guess I, I gorge on, like, not junk food. Like, the junkiest food I eat is, like, popcorn. That's, like, my go-to, like, I'll just fucking stuff my face with popcorn. Never was into candy, never was into ice cream, like, that. the cookies, like, the baked goods. That was never my go-to. Like, if I was feeling stressed, I'd eat, like, 70 carrots. It's probably for the best that you left Jersey health-wise. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. 
I think wherever I am, whenever I'm stressed, I'll I'll find it. Yeah, Jersey, I'd go right to though like a chicken parm sandwich. You know what I mean? I'd, I'd if, rest in peace Dante's and River Edge, but I'd go right down the block and, and get my you know chicken cutlet with fucking broccoli rob combo there. We did the uh, live show at Asbury Park the other night. Yeah. And uh, we got pizzas from Tallulah's right down the block. Mm-hmm. You would lose your mind. And then mm-hmm. Joe Polito, who books us in the show, is a very nice guy. He brought us some cookies from Del Posto's, oh, like the Italian cookies. And it was just, my whole life was over. Now, is that Del Posto's from the old New York? Wait, I think it was. Because I thought they closed that bad boy. Hold on. I think it's Del Posto's. Let me see if that's the name of the place. Del Posto's kind of closed. Um Executive chef took over and they kind of split up the huge space. If anybody's been to Del Posto's, uh, the old wait, hold on, Anastasia joint. Il Post, maybe it's Il Posto in uh, Il Posto, okay. Bradley Beach. Yeah, Del Posto's uh, was like a sick, you know, high end uh, New York restaurant. Lydia Bistanich's son, Mario Batali used to half own it, but then yeah, not that place. We knew the executive chef there. We went there one time. She fucking spoiled us rotten. Um, and then they, she bought it. She basically bought it. Uh, they're splitting it up into like a pizza joint, and they're kind of splitting the, the space up. I'm excited to kind of check it out. Anyway, that's my Del Posto knowledge. I'm going to text Joe Polito where the cookies were from. He's usually a good quick. He's a good quick text return. I'll tell you where these cookies were from. But either way, done. They were like the they were the Italian cookies. The good Italian. You know ones. the kinds I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the ones with the you know multicolored with the with the the raspberry jam in there, chocolate covered. Mm-hmm. Kind of look like. Neapolitan mm-hmm. ice cream. Yep. Yeah, they were really good. But Don, we're not talking today about cookies. No, we're in the we're in the Italian space, though. We are talking Italian food. We're talking pasta. We're talking a place that's out of Morristown. It's gotten a lot of press and a lot of buzz. Um, there's a lot of mm-hmm. things that are very exciting about this place. A lot of things that are easy to root for. And even though it's only been around a couple of years, it's got some history. We're talking about Esso Artisanal Pasta, Don. Love it. Very, very interesting story. So, What a great find, man. And like, you're, I would just say before you even get into this, Gethard loves this place. Yeah, it's, I was really excited to show it to you. Well, because <laughs> look, I live not too far from Morristown. They're Morristown-based. And when we moved to our neighborhood, people started talking, oh, there's this place where you go and you get like the meal kits. They sell you like the meal kit you cook it yourself. I figured this was a restaurant that was doing this, but... It's more fascinating than that. Mm-hmm. It's one of these businesses similar in some ways to Bagels by Jarrett, which we talked about before, which they opened um, during the pandemic or right around the pandemic. And that is unfortunate, stressful, but it led to a takeout only business. Yeah. And it seems like a business model that's going to work moving forward. So maybe I'll just run people through the bullet points of this history. Do it, man. It's a it's a dope fucking story run by some dope folks. Yeah. Um, so the 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 person who's largely behind so artisanal pasta. Do you say artisanal or artisanal, Don? I say artisanal. Artisanal. AJ Sankofa is his name. Don't go by me though. I fucking say everything wrong. But I'll, I'll follow say your lead, man. Yeah. Follow your lead. Thanks, bud. So okay, AJ um, grew up, I believe, in Morristown. Um, I think maybe had roots in East Orange, if I remember reading that at one point but was Morristown-based and uh, was like young black guy, skater kid, hung out. There are a bunch of skaters to this day that are always hanging out at the Morristown Green. It's very fun. I like My son likes watching them do uh, skateboard tricks. It's rad. And he wound up working at Jockey Hollow, Don. Yep. And if I know the story well, um, 
he was just working, you know, like many people do. You get a you need a job, you get a job in a restaurant in town, but really got into it, started working his way up, wound up training under two chefs who have been Michelin starred. So that's a really um, fascinating thing. Yeah, good experience. Got into pasta making, decided to go for it, yep. moved to Italy, mm-hmm. went to a school that is effectively a school for, uh, it's run out of Italy for non-Italian chefs, I believe. It's like a, basically a school to teach foreign chefs Italian cooking and just got super, super into pasta making. Came back, yep. started selling these pastas. Handmade, you go, you buy them fresh, you buy the sauces frozen. They come with instructions on how you do it yourself. Everybody was talking about it. It closed down. I was heartbroken. I remember telling you, because I've been telling you, I got to show you this place. Yep. It closed down. He had had two partners. It seemed like that relationship went sour. He managed to um, win back the rights to the name SOR Seasonal Pasta. And uh, it's reopened with his girlfriend. So now it's him and his uh, his girlfriend who runs a sort of similar business model. Her name's Christina Gambari. It says, oh, it says they're a fiancé in this article. There we they're go. fiancés. She runs uh, something called Babushka Pies. So I think she has like a similar background, but more focused on desserts. Right. And yeah, it's a tiny little storefront. It's not too far from the Morristown train station. Um, it's a little bit hard to find. You'll walk right past it when you're first looking for it. But you go in. And you get a bag of fresh pasta. You get the sauce. Sometimes they'll sell pizzas. Yep. Sometimes babushka pies will be selling pies out of there too. I would say their sauces and their pastas, they're kind of go-to though, right? Those are the things reliably that you're going to walk in and there's going to be pastas and sauces that you can grab. And then there's just a few other things that come and go. But by and large, AJ, who I've never met, but who seems like a very cool dude, loves pasta. I would love to talk to this oh, dude, Oh my right? God, someday. Oh, someday we'll reach out, right? Yeah, we got to get it. We got to talk to everybody. So you were coming over my house. You were in town. and uh, That's right. I went out. We were doing a little boost review. Oh, yeah. The same day we did our boost review. Mm-hmm. I knew you were coming. I ran up to Morristown, drove from my undisclosed location, about 20 minutes, mm-hmm. went to Esso. I got us uh, some pasta and some sauce. I, the sauce I got us was the, uh, how do you say The panai fungi. Yeah. Is that how you say that? Fungi. Yeah. Panai fungi. Panai. Because I would be like panai fungi. Fungi. Panay fungi. Mushroom sauce. Yeah. And then I think I got us, uh, did I get us Tagliatelle? You got us Tagliatelle, man. Yeah, which right now on their website, it says it's out of stock. So Bummer. I hope that comes back soon. I've also had the Lumash. Uh, I've also had the Bucatini. Yep. Lumash is like the little snails. Yeah. It was real good, Don. Mm-hmm. I had that with like a squash sauce. Lumash. Brown butter squash sauce. Love it. But let's focus on the tagliatelle with the uh, mushroom sauce that you and I had, Don. Yeah. Now, I'm blown away. I'm also not a very cultured guy. You care deeply about food and pasta. Yep. Let me know what your impression was. Well, it's so funny. So, like, let's just let's just start off, like, I, I love you, my man. Yeah. But, like, you're like, hey, I got this thing. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. And it's just straight up frozen. And we're like, you're like, we're going to make this now. And I was like, okay, usually you kind of let it defrost a little bit. Because it's a little easier to cook. But having said that, you can uh, take one of the one of the many sauces that they provide, 
and uh, cook it pretty quickly, even if it's frozen. So I'll just say that off the bat. And it's just, I always like to just kind of lightly make fun of you. Hold on, no. You know, just like, just a quick. Keep talking and keep making fun of me because you're talking about this sauce. But just a quick... I'm going to go to the cooking instructions because mm-hmm. I felt like I followed the instructions. Okay. Yes. I. If it was, listen, you win. You followed the instructions. Is that SOartisanalpasta.com. There's cooking instructions for. Yep. Oh, there's still, let me see. For me to make it easier, I'd maybe throw it in, you know, throw the whole container in some water to let it defrost a little faster, and it's just easier to come out. But we cooked this straight from frozen. Uh, uh, we cooked the sauce, uh, and we cooked the pasta on the side, right? At the same time, pasta takes super, super quick. So we were kind of just defrosting a rock of the pane fungi. Oh, wait. It, I guess it doesn't specify. I mean, it says... Add the sauce to a saute pan on medium heat. Allow the sauce to melt. Do not reduce. So when I saw allow it to melt, I figured that meant that you were starting from frozen. Sure. And I think they- That was dumb. I think the majority of people that grab it- dumb. I'm dumb. They have to put that in there because they know they're just going to grab it and throw it in. That's if like they want to go, what you did, went right to the store, grabbed their stuff, and went right home to cook it. You were very nice to not make fun of me about this to my face. Me? I'd grab it. I dropped a brick of frozen sauce into a saucepan. Exactly. It was a brick of frozen sauce that we did. So I took some of the pasta water eventually, uh, where the tagliatelle, after we put the tagliatelle in the boiling pasta water, salted that up a little bit. I took some of that water to thin out the fungi a little bit. Um, It was really easy to cook. It was really like rich and beautiful. Uh, I think there's portobellos in there. They were huge and meaty. And I think for a vegetarian, uh, it's it's just a great luscious sauce. We mixed it all together. I took the, the pasta and I just kind of flipped it in there. Uh, and it was pretty fast. I mean, from frozen to that, we did that pretty quickly. I think it was like 15 minutes. Like we were, we were good. If that. Yeah, if that. It was like pretty, pretty quick. Um, and now the pasta was not frozen. That pasta is fresh. No, that is fresh as fuck. Yeah. That and is you can vouch for this. So that's cooking. And I always tell you, man, I, I cook, uh, I cook my, fr- I make a lot of pasta myself. I've started to cook it maybe 30 seconds to a minute. That's it. Um, I like it super al dente. I want it to almost be like hard. Like fresh pasta is just different than dry pasta. You can really flash boil that and you really want to kind of mix it in to whatever sauce you're making, kind of flip it all together and cook it together. And then that cooks it another minute or so to loosen it up a little bit more. Take a little bit of the pasta water because there's starch in there that helps thicken up whatever sauce you're doing. These are kind of standard bullet points. If you know how to cook, that's kind of what you're doing there, okay? And the instructions they give you on their website do say that you're only cooking this pasta for one minute. Mm-hmm. You boil the water, you cook it for one minute. Now, that is a real indicator of fresh pasta, right, Don? Absolutely. And, and this is egg-heavy pasta. So there's pastas that are just similar, you know, a good semolina. You know, it's just wheat and water. Uh, that, that That's how they make their fresh pastas. This is egg-focused, egg-heavy pasta. This is rich pasta. So the semolina forward or wheat forward um pastas you maybe can cook for a minute and a half something like that maybe cook it for that it just might take like a hot second you would think oh it's there's eggs in it you might want to cook it a little longer nah you want that like extra chew that the egg gives you 30 seconds to a minute you'll kill off whatever fucking is in there you're good and then uh, uh i'm not a scientist 
but it's fine. And then you just you got to mix it with the sauce, you know, for a minute. You got to kind of move it around, flip it, flip the pan around a little bit, and really have those um, ingredients, you know, mixed together. And and this uh, sauce was chef's kiss, man. It was fucking awesome. Uh, it was rich, yeah, meaty. It felt just like it felt butter forward. I'd say this this felt like a mushroom, um, you know, not like a bechamel or anything like that, but just like butter, white wine, mushrooms. That's kind of what it felt. And I, unless there's actual um, ingredients in this, uh, you you let me know. Not seeing any. Uh, I think there's king oysters in there as well. Uh, shiitakes in there, you know. So they they do a nice little. Uh, trio. Oh yeah, you know what? On the, I'm just looking at, at it right now. Heavy cream, portobello, shiitake, king oysters, shallot, garlic, sherry. There's your little wine there. Thyme, salt, pepper. I mean, what a beautiful combo of ingredients. I, you just can't go fucking wrong. I don't care if you eat, you know, venison every day. You can take a fucking break, and you'll you'll get just as much uh, satisfaction uh, eating this mushroom sauce. So, are there people who eat venison every day? I don't know. I've never had venison in my life. Have you had venison? Yeah, dude. Gamey. It's a gamey meat. It's deer. I don't know. I don't. I like deer. I don't want to kill. I don't want to eat deer. I like cows too. I don't eat a lot of meat. I'll, <laughs> I'll throw that out there. I don't eat a lot of it. I'll throw it out there. Uh, I've had it at venison before. Yeah, it's lean. Yeah, it's good. It's a little gamey though. So, Don, you seem blown away by the sauce. You seem very appreciative. Yeah, the, the sauce. sauce was great. The tagliatelle was was awesome. You're, now you're also saying though you enjoyed the sauce that much, even though the first thing you said was that you would have prepared it differently than I had, and, no, I and it probably no, would have come no, out better it, if if you had handled it. I, you know what? I, I don't think necessarily would have come out better. It would just been faster. That's all. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would I would have just um, uh, defrosted it a little bit. Like what? Like in the microwave? We we didn't have that option. You were great. You were doing this for me as your guest, and you wanted me to have this, and I appreciate it. So it just took a hot second longer to to melt that shit down. Um, that's all. I would I would have taken it out. Of, you know, I would have bought it, taken it out of the fridge if I was making it. Um, and uh, that night, and we should say like this fed a lot of us. Oh, uh, it it doesn't look like necessarily it would if you're a, a, a fat fuck Italian like me, but like it it that this kind of uh, this amount is a perfect amount for I would say four people to have a nice healthy size amount of pasta. Would you agree? Me, you, Hallie, and Cal all enjoyed some, and I had. I think you went back three times. I think I had thirds. I think I had like uh-huh. reasonable portions and then wound up going back three times. Yep. But Don, it, one of my favorite things, and I might, I don't know, sometimes I say stuff that drives you nuts and I don't know if I'm walking into a landmine on this one. Love it. Well, sometimes Italian food, the joy is they just gave you a cut of chicken that's bigger than your fucking head in that chicken part. Right, right, right. And it's like- it's, I don't even want to say decadent because decadent is almost too dignified a word. It's like, no, no, the portion sizes are for, for a fucking week and a half sometimes. Like you, you know? get to act like a fucking unapologetic animal tearing into it. Mm-hmm. But then the other, there's another side of Italian food that I think this fits, which is I'm like, that little bowl doesn't look like it's going to, I feel like I'm going to like, okay, this will taste good, blah, blah, blah. It's artisanal, whatever, but it's not going to fill me up. But then for some reason it just does. Well, I, I'm so happy you brought this up, Chris. Uh, because I, I've thought about this so much and especially moving out to LA, you know, and I'll, I'll talk about it every time the, they call shit family size 
portions here and it's just bullshit they're smaller than my fucking nuts man it's just so you have notoriously small nuts and my nuts are small, small you have very small baby. nuts you're known for peanuts, it peanuts yeah peanuts yeah uh and i'm like that's bullshit here's what happened we grew up in jersey we grew up in north jersey and i would say this is almost universal pretty much everywhere but north jersey specifically exactly what you're talking about you used to go out to an italian restaurant you know, could be the red and white cloth table, checkered, you know, checkered uh, uh, tablecloth uh, kind of place, uh, or just like, you know, your local joint. And you would order, say, you know, a chicken parm, or you'd order some sort of fucking ziti dish, or the chicken parm would come with a, a, come a, on a bed of a pasta. bed of ziti or, or angel hair or some shit like that. And the the size of the plate was like what you would put a small turkey on, right? Like, yeah. it was just this ginormous plate, and literally, you it was like eighteen bucks, and it could feed you for three to four days if you wanted it to. Most fat fucks would eat the whole thing. Uh, that's what you would just do. You would get like <laughs> uh, chicken franchise or chicken milanese, or and there'd be like four pieces of fucking chicken on there, just you know, sopped in sauce. So we grew up with a skewed, uh, uh, you know, the portion sizes were just way too big. Uh, it was presented as if you should eat this whole thing right now, because if you ever go to an Italian's house, they'll keep feeding you until you, until you say you're going to die. You know, if your plate's finished, they'll grab your plate and f- put more food in it. And... I think we just grew up with like a skewed viewpoint on how much we were supposed to eat. The stomach is basically the size of your fist. So you're supposed to eat a certain, and listen, I'll say it out. I'll say it right here, right now. I did this fucking new map thing. Cause I was like, ah, let me see if I can lose some weight. I did this a couple months ago. I learned what portion sizes were. I did Noom as well. I was shocked by some of the information that Noom had to put out there. And then I thought about it and was like, this is pure common sense, and it's sad I didn't know. No, it. because if you start eating the, your, an actual portion size, you're not sick to your stomach, uh, but you're satisfied. It's not like it's just like you're not hungry anymore. That's the best. That's the best way I could describe it, right? Like you just don't feel hungry anymore, but you we've been uh, conditioned to be like, well, this feeling of I don't feel hungry anymore means I should keep eating, and, and that's just wrong. There are people listening right now. Who are New Jersey people through and through? Because those are our people yeah. who are listening. And yes, we are saying you are allowed to stop eating when you are no longer hungry. That's a pretty foreign concept when you grow up here. Oh, fuck no. You, yeah, eat you just at, keep going. You eat to eat. It's part of the joy and celebration of being together. You eat till the plate is finished, you know? And then, like, if anything, eat half of it. You bring half home. Don't you feel like going out for Italian food in particular was about let's get this table covered in a bunch of apps, a bunch of sides, and then everybody's main course is more than you would ever need on top of all that. Barely room for drinks on your table. Barely room. Barely room for drinks. And then meanwhile, the adults at the table when you're a kid, it's like, oh, they got wine on tap because that's free flowing too. Even that is also... Yeah, it does, you don't put the bottle on the table. That's that's precious space for fucking, you know, eggplant rollatini or something like that. So you don't put the bottle on the table. You keep it off to the side or there's that big, you know, there's the bottle and ice thing on the side or 
whatever it was. But like we just, hey, listen, you can still eat like that. It's still fucking fun to gorge yourself on like a huge ass chicken parm. It's fun. It's really fun. So is the opposite of that. So is the opposite. Well, I would say, oh, you're charging. We we have to get out of our heads. And I'm just a prick. I was just like, well, you're charging prices that I used to pay when I was a kid, as if they're inflation's not out the fucking yin yang and take the last fucking 25 years on add that onto it. But yeah, it used to be 18 bucks for like seven pieces of chicken and you can eat again for a long time. That will save you. Now it's like 25 bucks for a little thing here and there and 10 bucks for pasta. Is it overpriced? I don't know. It fills you up and it's still at the end of the day, like only eight bucks a portion. You know what I mean? So I'd give it a chance. I I I wouldn't be a judgmental prick like I was for so long. I still think things are a little, you know, they they kind of gouge you out here in LA and and maybe some of these places that go like, "Hey, we're farm to table and we're giving you the right size meal." I'm like, "You're giving me a little too little, so I I have to order more." Or like, I'm just a prick where I'm like I love going out with other people. I dislike going out to, with other people because everything now is <laughs> shared plates and they bring three you know there'll be a table of four people laura just said laura went out last night with her friends she goes there's four of us they bring out you know we ordered the say meatballs or whatever three of them come out right so they have this awkward kind of shit it's just my like gripe with the restaurant industry having said that these are great portions they fill you up and they're really really good this isn't like you know what I mean? Now they are expensive since the idea of paying a lot came up. So artisanal pasta. It's not cheap. Nope. Just the sauce, 26 bucks. Yeah. It's right there on the website. So I'm not blowing up anybody's spot. Yep. The pasta sizes, you can get smaller sizes to larger sizes, but. But to their point, it's 26 bucks, it's right? Great. And the pasta, okay. But you divide that by four and there's your like, yeah. oh, this is about how much it is, right? Per person. I sit there, I go, we are in a new world. We're in a new reality where. I'm cooking this at home and it feels to me like I don't want to pay that much money for anything I'm cooking myself. But this is a new type of business model that has sprung up where I think it existed before, I'm sure, but the pandemic made it make a lot more sense of I could never cook something this good. You could, you do all the time. Mm -hmm. But for me, an idiot, I could never cook something that good at home without AJ preparing this and doing 80% of the work. Right. This is borderline me reheating it because he's putting some real yeah. thought and yeah. effort and genius some into it. Sweat and love and genius. So that's what you're paying for. But it is, that is a big knock. People are going to look at the price. I'm and go, hearing the screams, right? I'm hearing the screams from the audience and going, yeah. fuck you. I'm not paying. And I go, this isn't an everyday, you know, you're buying this shit. This is like, if you want really good ingredients, Real, some thought behind it and have the experience of preparing your own meal. You know what I mean? Like if you don't just want say takeout uh, and you want some sort of like, Hey, listen, someone did all the work for you. All you need to do is just finish it up and you can kind of feel like, all right, I'm contributing a little bit to this meal as well. I know someone goes, Hey, if I'm paying 26 bucks for a little thing of sauce, like fucking make it for me. And I go, I get it. I understand. I'm saying like, this is really good. Okay, the ingredients are very fresh. I don't think I don't think AJ's uh, pulling this shit out of his ass. I don't think things are coming out of cans here. Like I think, like yeah, you know what I mean. Now, maybe maybe some really good tomatoes, uh, but I don't I don't I see him putting a lot of thought, effort, and and top quality ingredients that you go like, hey, maybe a Friday, 
you grab one of these, you got your family of four, and everyone has like a really good fucking meal. It'll fill you up. Hey, make a salad on the side. I think I I think it's uh I'll put this in perspective, Don. I think it's elevated. I'll put this in perspective because uh, I think you'll sit it. here and go, yes, that's what it is. So I think I've done SO three times. Uh-huh. Once was with you, and that's like a thing where I'm so excited for you to learn about this business that's got all this buzz, that's doing this good stuff. Once I think was a family night, and then the first time we did it was we got a bunch of stuff for Christmas Eve because my my mother in law was coming over. That's when it's for. It's like my mother-in-law's coming over and I'm not a good cook, but it's a holiday, so we got to cook. And there's this business that has made it very easy for me to make something way better than I could ever make on my own. They make it easy and it's quicker. That's what this type of place ideally is for. It's not, hey, uh, it's running late and I don't want to do dishes tonight. What should we grab? Oh, go spend $60 on pasta. It's not that. There's other things for that situation. This is not that. There's This occupies a space that hasn't really existed up until a couple of years ago. No, no, no. I'd say give it – and listen, looking at like what their sauces are, I mean they got everything I want. They got squid bolognese. That's like one of my favorite situations. You know, fresh galamad, cut up, mirepoix. You're slowly cooking that thing. That's something I grew up eating. Um, they got uh, pouillon, you know, pasta vazul, like that's where my family's from. Like they got a real, they, they can cover all their things. Like I would love to try their meatballs. It seems expensive, 30 bucks for meatballs, but you're getting 12. So I'm like, well, I'd give that a go. You know, like I'm, I'm interested. They got the brodo di formaggio. I mean, that's just like, I feel like that's a new, um, not new. I mean, it's been around forever, but like you're going to see that popping off more in uh, restaurants, which is basically they just make broth with like the, the aged Parmigiano Reggiano rinds and stuff like that. So it's just like cheese broth. Oh my God. Um, it's something great to put like a tor- tortellini or something like that in. Like tortellini in Brodo is like a really beautiful, clear, almost clear like broth. It's almost like the Italian version of like a wonton soup, I would say. But now they a lot of places are just adding you know, you cook the rind of the parmesan in there or even just like put a whole fucking thing of parmesan and slowly cook it. Um it's it's pretty it's pretty dope. I'm 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 ex- I would be excited to to try that. Um they got a lot of great thing like interesting things here, man, where you go like, yeah, I'll try some fresh spaghetti or like I'll, I'll get some lasagna sheets and uh, you know, try to make my own thing. Um, I think it's pretty dope. I think, I think they got some, something uh, interesting here. They got lasagna a la Norma, which is like one of, one of my favorite things. That's anything a la Norma. I'm like a big fan of, which is just like roasted eggplant and tomatoes and usually put some mutts in there. And it's, it's a, it's a beautiful combo. So, you know, limited, not, I wouldn't say even limited menu. There's plenty of options, but like this dude, uh, uh, putting, you know, this is what I can do. Well, I'm going to put it out there. It's very similar. This guy, um, in, in LA during the pandemic, he finally opened up a restaurant here, but like on Instagram was like, I'm making this out of my house. And he was an Italian chef and we would pick it up and it was a little expensive. But it was like, I'm helping this guy straight up. Like <laughs> he doesn't have his restaurant anymore and he's willing to sh- make shit in his kitchen for a limited amount and i was like yeah this it's, i think it's a little bit like helping 
helping folks out too. But this is like a legit business. I think the quality's great. It was easy to make. Uh, yeah, this isn't like an every night situation. I think this is like a nice special occasion thing or even like once a month have really good pasta on a Friday. Uh, just def- I would just say defrost it a little bit. And um, have you had their pizza? I've not had their pizzas, no. Okay. I think they perhaps work with someone else who brings the pizzas in or did at one point. I'm not sure. Okay. I've only had a few of their pastas. Um, I was I was just going to ask. I'm guessing it's frozen, right? Like, are you get? It's, I think it's, so. It's like they they freeze the and then you just kind of heat it back up. I think so. I think so. This, I'm not this is an interesting model, man. Like, yeah, we haven't really seen this before. I can't. I can listen. I've only had one pasta, one sauce. Uh, I can vouch that it's it was delicious. Uh, it was easy to make, super fun, and and filled you up more than you thought. And it's good to hear you say that. But it, it, as we talk, it's crystallizing more and more that for someone like you, who really enjoys cooking, mm-hmm. who is a good cook, who I've eaten at your house with other people, where everybody's like, "Holy shit, Don, you just whipped this up." For you, it's one thing. So the fact that you're saying it's good and well thought out and that there's items on this menu, especially with the sauces that you're seeing where you're going, yeah, that's like some really current stuff. That's okay. That's some really classic stuff. There's a good mix of stuff here. For you, it's one thing. For me, who could never dream of making this on my own, it's it's different, right? Mm -hmm. Because literally, I mean, we are literally talking about a situation where when you left my house, you also politely and gently had a conversation with me about how I can stop destroying my pans. Yes. Because all my pans have burn marks on them. And you're like, you're trying to heat stuff too quick. You're putting too much heat on this pan too much too soon. Yep. I don't know what I'm doing. For someone like me, mm-hmm. this allows me to prepare a meal that I could never prepare. Yep. Yeah. For someone like you, it's like, oh, he's doing a high level yeah. thing. Yeah. But you make your own pasta. Mm-hmm. Like you take it that far. So for you, that was, for me, I'm like, yeah. I never, the only place I'm ever going to eat fresh pasta is at a restaurant or via something like this, where I run up 20 minutes from my house, pick it up. Somebody made it earlier today, gives me instructions on how to get it ready. So for someone like me, who is an idiot in the kitchen, it's kind of a godsend. For somebody like you, maybe not as much a godsend, but still very, very encouraging to hear you say, Great flavors, well-made, smart menu, covering a bunch of different bases of what you would look for in in the Italian food people push right now. Yeah, do, can I do some of this myself and do and make some of these sa- sauces myself? Absolutely. See, I cannot. Am I a master? I cannot. Yeah, but am I a master pasta maker? No, absolutely not. This is someone that went to school for this, and you're getting the best quality ingredients, and you're getting someone else's uh, soul. On a plate, not your own. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anybody that can make this food is cool. It's like, why not try someone else's uh, that has a lot of experience that went to a very specific place and, and has very specific techniques? Let me ask you that's, this that's, too. For someone like you, like the meal we had with the mushroom sauce and the tagliatelle, could you make that from scratch, theoretically? Yes, I have. How long would it take you to make something as good as what we had? Great question. Great question. That's what it really comes down to, right? Oh yeah, longer than fucking ten minutes of heating something up. I mean, that you're paying for the time, right? The time saving thing. It's 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 a little expensive fast food, right? So, uh, yeah, that mushroom sauce, um, mushroom sauce wouldn't be that that crazy. That could probably come together in about a half hour. 
Uh, but listen, you're also talking about prep too, right? Like you have a professional chef that knows how to cut shit really fast. Like I'm pretty fast, but like these guys know what the fuck they can literally put things. They know how to move. And also let's think about shopping time too. Cause these are all fresh ingredients. Shopping time. These are fresh ingredients. These feel like f- right from the farmer's market. Listen, this person, you're getting their thoughts, uh, experience and soul on a plate. Okay. So it's for me, uh, it's worth it. Uh, I don't think it's worth it every day, but I think it's worth it on special occasions, maybe even once a month just to try different things out. Um, also, you're supporting like a fucking cool local chef that's like doing something new. I'm always like, hey, listen, if they're doing something new and they're knocking it out of the park, like it's delicious. Maybe it's a little bit more than you'd like to spend. I'm like, give them the chance. Give them the chance because you're going to eat the way you're going to eat the 29 other days of the month. Right. So that one day, give that one fucking cool ass chef that's trying something new and and consistently delivering. Okay, like you can taste the thought and the 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 quality ingredients. Like just put it right there. Like does it taste really fucking good? I mean, come on. What we don't need to wax poetic about anything. Try it. Put it in your fucking mouth. Does it taste good? Great. Okay. Buy it again. Like try different things. Like you obviously could, you, you vetted the chef, right? Like it's good. Okay, great. Do it again. Try it again. So yes, I could make this, I could make this meal. I have made both of these before. Um, How long does it take to make tagliatelle? Start to finish. Not that long. Uh, that amount, like a pound of tagliatelle. Uh, I would let it, I would, if you wanted to just make it straight up, you know, it could be like 20 minutes. Um, uh, I like to let it rest a little bit, so I like to make my dough, um, and then and then kind of put some uh, saran wrap over it and just let it sit out and let the gluten start developing a little bit. That makes it nice and like stretchy. And then I have a hand crank pasta maker, old school, uh, that I just love using. Um, if you wanted to make it right away, you just like roll it through that first setting, uh, maybe five, six, maybe seven times before you start thinning it out. You going on the other settings. Um, and then you're just kind of slowly making it. And then there's usually like a old, I have like an old school attachment that makes, has like a, like a tagliatelle, like a thin, thinner, uh, ribbon pasta, um, that you just kind of hook on there and you take your long sheets and you just put it right through. And there it goes. I make little nests and, uh, you put a little tea towel over those little damp tea towels. So it doesn't dry out and literally cook it for 30 seconds from flour to tea towel placed over it. Yeah. What's the time here? An hour, two hours with with the thirty minute rest. With a thirty minute rest, yeah. About an hour and change, maybe hour, hour, hour and fifteen. No, what, right what, when you're um, usually like with a big, nice thing of dough, about a pound. I usually cut it up into kind of four quarters. Take one little ball, work that for a second, and then start rolling that out. So I do like four balls total, I guess. And each of those balls probably takes about like five minutes to kind of go from like part of this bigger dough to nest. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, It's pretty quick. It's pretty quick Um, and fun, super fun to do and worth it. You're describing all this stuff. Yeah. Here's the magic of Esso. Is everything you just described is stuff that I can confidently say. And look, I'm good at other things in life. Also kind of a mess too. You know, like it's It's mess. (laughs) Dude, I'd make a huge mess. I wouldn't get it right. I'd be banging my head against the wall. I'd be screaming. Cal would be ducking his head into the kitchen going, you okay? Because I'd be like, son of a bitch, this is messing things up. Yeah. The real genius of Esso is you can make a really special meal 
that tastes home cooked. Not even, actually, that's not even fair. It doesn't taste home cooked. It tastes above the station of what usually could be home cooked by, by the average person. And he does like 90% of the work and then hands it off to you and you get to sit, serve it in front of guests or family or people you love and you get to take the credit. Yep. You get to say, yeah, I just went and cooked this. Yeah. When in reality, AJ did. somebody really passionate about this and really well-trained <laughs> did everything you just described. Rolling it through this with old school attachments and putting a tea towel over it, all this other shit. Wait, yeah, this motherfucker Maybe he probably has a big baston. AJ drove a skateboard down to some farmer's market where he knows the mushroom guy has the best mushrooms and he picked out the best mushrooms and he went through each one by hand and he's checking it for all sorts of properties that I would never even know to look for when I'm looking at a mushroom. Well, let's just go to the let's just go to the pasta, Chris, yeah. because you take I take pride in my pasta because I try to take really good have really good wheat and it's just wheat and water and eggs sometimes sometimes it's just wheat and water but if you have really good wheat really nice how when was that wheat milled are you just buying it from the store sure you could just buy bread flour from the store and just like whip this up but if you have really good quality flour that does affect the um that does affect the toothiness of the pasta it does affect the taste of the pasta are you putting good a little good olive oil in there too i always put a little good olive oil in my pasta uh, when I'm making it, uh, it helps it, you know, kind of stay not as sticky uh, and also kind of gives it this a little bit more richness with some of the eggs. How good are those eggs? Are they farm fresh? They're coming out. I know this is hoity toity bullshit. Someone uh, has maybe no interest in hearing this stuff. All those little things, you can taste those things. That's what separates out, you know, great pasta, great sauces. It's like the quality of the ingredients, there seems to be like, that's what you're paying for, maybe a little bit more. This, yeah. this is maybe fresh milled wheat. Maybe this is farm fresh eggs. I don't know. Can't vouch for it. Uh, but the quality tasted uh, uh, really. I mean, listen, if AJ's listening to this, he's probably like, dude, fuck no. You know, like, no, you asshole. I went to ShopRite and got XYZ. I just don't feel that. Bad. I don't know. I just don't feel I that. don't know. I feel like there's thought behind it. Here's the thing, though. Don't you feel like somebody who's trained under two Michelin star chefs who worked at a place like Jockey Hollow, who went to a culinary school in Italy. Don't you just feel like any sense of pretentiousness aside, even if he is sitting there going, no, I do most of my shopping at Whole Foods like everybody else. Yeah. Don't you feel like someone just with that level of experience? And Don, tell me if I'm being crazy right now. Can he like look at a mushroom and just know things about that mushroom that I'd never even know to look for? You're not being crazy. Maybe not like that, but the s smelling things is super. All important. sorts of stuff, though, that he can smell, look at, touch, yeah. and the, yeah. he's going to be feeling his, and smelling experience? and seeing things yeah. that I don't even understand. These are factors, correct? And you're, I feel like you're someone who can do that, too, eh. but I feel like he is a high-level person who can go, to some extent, I'm... I just smelled this wheat and this does not have a place in SO. Sorry. I have a toddler, man. I don't have time to go to my supermarket and like look at every King oyster and just be like, right. yes, this is my, this will be in my, this will nourish. No, like I, he might not be doing that too, but he definitely can do it faster. You know, like people that buy, you know, cook a lot of fish. They, they can look at a piece of fish and go like, that's fresh. That's good. Let me smell it. You know, like there's little tricks and tips to, to buying fresh stuff. There's the baseline stuff, but then there's experience stuff where you go like, I bought enough X that looks like this. I know the quality of that. So yeah, you're getting all of that 
in there. Uh, again, we might be pulling this out of our ass. It just doesn't feel like that, and especially if someone's opening up their own fucking pasta Dude, shop. That's what it feels. And making their own sauces. You got to be like, because look, hey, I'm really passionate about this. I, I, I can make it better than the next guy. I'm gonna put that out there. What do you? Because I can tell you, is it worth? Locally, it? this place has gotten a lot of buzz. I mean, like my neighbors were talking about it when we moved in. It's been written up in the ledger, in magazines, online. So there's buzz here and there's hype here. But at the end of the day, it's like, it seems like what we have is a cool ass skater kid establishing a black owned business because he fucking loves pasta and he's really good at making pastas and sauces and has an instinctive understanding about how to crush them and then hand it to you in a paper bag so you can go home and make a special meal and impress impress your friend, your family and your friends. That's it, man. You summed it up right Pretty there. fucking cool Jersey story right there. I think so. I, I would just go there for the fucking story. Like, you know what I mean? Takes, take, just try it. Listen, it's got enough fucking buzz. Like, sometimes the buzz, I'm always like, eh, you know. But this this came through, man. Okay. Uh, this came through. I love it. Well done, AJ. Yeah, I truly give it a double thumbs up. I'm glad to hear that Don does well. It's very, very interesting for me to go, I could never do this and I'm fucking blown away. And then to have your perspective, which is I could do this. Okay. I have, do- I I have, have done, done this. this. And that being said, he's doing it really well by anybody's standards and it's worth your time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to be like, mine's better. No, it's but like, it is, no. It, it's so interesting no. to see like, it is such a, it's a range of skills that a person can learn. And you and I lay on two vastly different points on that skill range. And both of us walk away with great respect for this guy. Whereas I view him as something of like a magician or a wizard. And you're like, oh, he's crushing something and saving you time. And that's worth your time and money. I can do this. I have done this. I still want to yeah. get it. Okay. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Like I still want to try it and, and I have tried it and it, it's it's aces, it's man. awesome. It's fucking good. Kudos to AJ. If you ever come across this, we'd love to talk to you someday. Please do get in touch or maybe I'll reach out because I want to hear more about oh, hell yeah. how everything is going and how it came to be. I also know that Esso is starting to supply pasta wholesale to a lot of the restaurants around Morristown, which is a real foodie scene. Amazing. Um, yeah. I feel like- I would just love to hear his story. I know. Man. And it's, I would it's, just love to hear It that also story. gets my gears turning too because I'm like, I bet there are other people out there who are- who are young and motivated and have passions and have skills who don't have tons of disposable income to bet on themselves in a traditional way. You know what I mean? And that's, what's so fucking cool about it too is like most people, okay, you go, you become a chef. You, I know he went and worked in New York for a while under other chefs after he came back from Italy. It's like you go, you work under other chefs, you apprentice, and then you scrap and you save so you can get a down payment. So you can someday open your own restaurant and the large majority of restaurants fail. And you've put all your time and life savings into it. And it seems like AJ, in a way that really feels like that Jersey grit to me, said, I think there's a way to do this that makes more sense, that isn't traditional, that is in some ways riskier and in a lot of other ways removes that risk. And that's a such, he, he really did kind of break the algorithm of how you're supposed to get a successful food business going. And that's so fucking cool. And then it shut down and then it came back. Yeah. And okay. So that you just went to all the way up to that. Because part. when it shut down at Morristown and the surrounding area was like, no, oh no. Like the feedback was just like, holy shit. No. Well, that tells you everything you need to know, man. If, if you have a community rallying around you, that it must've made an impression somehow. Right. So, uh, I think that's, I think it's that right. There's at least worth, you know, giving it a go. And it's also so easy 
it's so easy to pay lip service, right? To go, oh, support Black-owned businesses and entrepreneurs. That's become very buzzy the past few years. Mm -hmm. So I also love raising a signal flare and going like, hey, like that stuff is not theoretical. Like here's a great example of a young, motivated guy owning a business. He's not the age that you're supposed to be owning a business. He doesn't necessarily come from a background where you'd expect him to be cooking Italian food. He's not Italian, but he's crushing it and he's doing it in a cool, unique way where he created and built his own path to it. Yeah. Everything about that is cool and uh, huge, huge support to AJ. And thank you for uh, feeding my family a number of times and allowing me to impress my mother-in-law. Now, Don. Oh, obviously, wait, before we get to this. 973-780-4660. If you've had ESO, if you're sitting out here going, I heard all the buzz, I think it was all hype, I want to offer the counterpoint, we could take it. If you, oh, yeah. if you go, there's other people making handmade pastas in New Jersey that aren't getting as much buzz. Let's show them love too. We would love to. Mm -hmm. We're all about it. Yeah. If you want to tell us the best place you had pasta, you want to tell us the place where you're like, hey, you guys were talking about that old school, more like grab, be, you know, be, go big. And what's your favorite restaurant that fits that old school we're talking about? Red sauce and huge portions and you sit there with your belly hanging out of your shirt afterwards, that old school style. What are the places you love with that? 973-780-4660. We are always happy to make this a dialogue instead of just a one-way experience. Yell at us, make us feel good, whatever you want to do. And give us tips because then every time Don comes back to Jersey, we've been finding time jump in the car, go eat a couple of things, yep. including Don, Peter Genovese and Jeremy Snyder put out their 44 best bagels in Jersey. And we, I believe, I believe you had already covered three of them. Yep. At least three of them in our bagel battle episode. And my favorite was their number one. And hot bagels abroad in Montclair was their number four, which we said was like, this is like the best example of a neighborhood spot. Yep. They said that was the fourth best in the whole state. There you go, man. Bagels by Jarrett, number 19 as well. Don, just going to put something out here. I don't even know why this is popping into my head. Let's say you and your family, you're planning a trip out of, I don't know, you live somewhere near Chicago. The suburbs, let's say you live in the suburbs of Chicago. Okay. You and your family, you're butting heads. They find you a little annoying. They, you're just pushing things. Why is this in your head? And they leave on the trip and due to whatever circumstances, <laughs> sadly, they forgot you existed. Uh-huh. They leave, they get on a plane and and you're just home. You're home uh -huh. and you're alone. Yeah. Uh-huh. Not only do you have to deal with the emotional fallout of feeling forgotten. I don't have a toothbrush. You don't have a toothbrush. You don't know how to shop for yourself. You don't know how to shovel snow and there's a creepy old guy who's obsessed with the uh -huh. snow shovel he lives nearby. And couple of robbers. <laughs> There's a couple of robbers around, Don, and I forget why, but you can't call the cops. Uh -huh. But what you can right, do is right. use a series of paint cans, strings, and micro machines, marbles, uh -huh. old Transformers toys. Yeah, flame, flamethrower, little flame torch. You fuck these guys up. Uh -huh. You just spend a night of horror fleeing these ill-intentioned robbers and uh -huh. unleashing physical fucking mayhem upon them in a real oh. old school slapstick style. Oh. That creepy neighbor, by the way, turns out he wasn't so creepy after all, Don. He comes to your rescue. He's been observing the whole situation and you learn not to judge wow. a book by their cover. That's cool. And I find out maybe he uh, reunites with his uh, son because of me. Perhaps. What I do know is that that's a harrowing night. Yeah. Emotionally, you are frayed. Physically, you've been put through the ringer. And then on top of it all, you still have the issue that your family forgot you and you feel you feel very abandoned and lonely. 
all of those emotions mixing together with that physical exhaustion. There's one place only to go on a night like that. <laughs> what do you order at the River Edge Diner when you have just spent a night home alone? I finally flew. I, I got on a plane as my family's coming home for me on Christmas. I fly to River Edge, New Jersey, to the River Edge. Uh-huh. So I before I say this, Chris obviously makes this up in the moment. Yeah. This is not pre-planned. No. And so to counter that, I really absorb this um, this scenario. I am fully open and thinking about I just go with my gut. Like, what's the first thing that pops up? Can I add one other caveat, though? Please. We need to have a new show rule that you're no longer allowed to say the turkey dinner plate. Okay, I was going to say that. I was, I, I was like, yeah, it's either turkey dinner plate or Yankee bean soup or there's split pea. But um, <laughs> sure, okay, okay. Yeah, right, right. We all get okay. it, Don. Let's take turkey We dinner. all love it. Let's take it. Don, turkey. we get but, it. You like Chris, the turkey this, dinner this, from the River Edge yes, Diner. This was a turkey dinner. This was a turkey dinner. What was filling my soul when you were like, you beat these guys. And it has nothing to do with the mac and cheese that he has before. First of all, a side caveat. Didn't that always piss you off that he was just about to go into his mac and cheese? And then the fucking, you know, you oh, know the, right. the, the grandfather clock rings. I'm like, no, eat. As a fat fuck Italian that I'm in. Like, take one bite, you stupid ass. You're going to fucking fight off two grown psychopaths now? Eat one bite of your crap mac and cheese. Okay, anyway. But what was filling my soul was 100% disco fries and gravy. Like, yes. melted mozzarella on the thick steak cut, you know, the steak fries, and a side milkshake, man. Vanilla. Just a vanilla milkshake. Ooh. Just you, you just beat, you just beat an ex mobster and the voice of Kevin Arnold in the Wonder Years. Okay, those are the two men you just the old wet bandits. They're going to fucking uh, maybe you'll see them again. So if you just beat those guys, oh man, that's what was filling my soul the whole time. I was like, oh, oh, give me those disco fries and gravy and a milkshake. Fill me up, beam me up, Scotty. Get me out of here. Oh, <laughs> I just thought of a question. Okay, that I think is going to be divisive. Because by the way, last did we ever hear back on any tapioca? Oh, on rice pudding? Did you not hear that voicemail from Jersey Shore Glen? No, I didn't. Oh, Don, we put it at the top of one of our other episodes. Hold on. Okay, okay. I'm going to see if I can play it for you right now to get you. Being out in La La Land, I'm out of the loop sometimes. I apologize. He's out in La La Land too right now. No, Don, I don't. I mean, we crank out hours. Listen. I'm not even trying to pat myself on the back too hard. Between the regular show and the Patreon, I think I am so pleased at the amount we try to work hard for people's time and money. Yeah. I know it's not for everybody, but look, man, like there's a lot of stuff. I don't expect you to listen to all of it. Um, yeah. Okay, wait, let me. Someone, someone had very strong feelings on this. Dude. Let me find it. This, this was rice pudding with raisins, right? Yeah. Is, that, is that what we're going into? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So this, I'm guessing this is a pro raisins person. Hold on, let me just play it for you, dude. Not only fired up already. Yeah, but here's my real question. Here's what I'll do. I'll pose this question to you, and I'll look for that old voicemail while you answer. Okay. Here's the question that's going to get people mad, no matter what you say. Either way, when you order a milkshake at a diner along with your meal, yeah, do you save it for the end as if it's a dessert or do you drink it along the way like it's a drink? No, along the way, man. What are you, crazy? There's going to be some people, people are going to have opinions on this, Don. Well, then order it after your fucking disco fries then so it comes nice and cold and you can and you can eat it unless it's, 
I know it's already kind of like melted ice cream, so you're going to just let it melt more? Like, what are you, crazy? What the fuck are you getting the th- a milkshake for if you're not going to eat it, drink it right away? No, actually, they complement each other so beautifully. But do you try to, so do you drink most of it right away? No, 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 no. Oh, let me think about it. I don't drink most of it right away, but goddamn, that first sip is big. It's probably the biggest one, right? You're taking about a third of it down. <laughs> and then you'll use it almost as like a palate cleanser of the disco fries as things happen? Exactly. I think they, it's my it's my surf and turf, okay? And I know that doesn't make any sense, but it's just those two things that don't really go together. It's hot and cold. It's fire and ice. We're going fucking R.R. Uh, R. Martin, whatever the fuck his name is. So we're, uh, it, for me, that's, that's what it is. You got like the kind of warm gravy, the hot fries, you're taking that down, and then that cold fucking milkshake, they are beautiful together. And the creaminess, oh, you're getting the creaminess of the moots, you're getting the creaminess of the, of the milkshake. Who, what? Please call in. 973, call in, okay, to, to let me know. If you order a milkshake, they put it on the table, and you just stare at it, like, while you eat your fucking fries, and be like, ooh, it's my dessert, you know? It's like, what? The fries are your dessert too. Like everything's a dessert at a diner. <laughs> like, come on. I'm gonna make up my own t-shirt, Chris. It says everything is a dessert at a diner. That would be a great t-shirt. Yeah. Give that, that if it has a salad uh, salad bar, that's dessert to me too, man. Now, Don, this was previously aired out on the show. Glenn goes pretty hard. I'm gonna tell you something. Let me just get your reaction first, and then I'll... Yeah. yeah. Don't tell me too much. Yeah. Okay. This was a pre... And again, anything you want to say to Don, Don can take it. 973-780-4660. Specifically, milkshake consumption style in a diner. Is that a dessert? Is it an appetizer? Is it a drink along the way? How do you view it? In the meantime, Don, here's what was said. Yo, it's Jersey Shore Glenn from Herbertsville, out here living in L.A., Ah, uh, Don Finale, what the fuck's you talking about, my friends? <laughs> Rice pudding gets raisins, nutmeg, and cinnamon. End of story. I don't give a shit. That's it. As a fellow Jerseyite in Los Angeles, raisins, nutmeg, cinnamon. Rice pudding, perfect. Done. All right, guys. <laughs> Love you all, but have fun. That's, that's the proper way to do a rice pudding, period. Don, it's funny. Out of all the voicemails, the food stuff because it is you're in LA, it stinks. You can't be at the live shows. A little, you know, a little bit of on your own island. That being said, the food stuff gets the angriest voicemails out of any other stuff we do and the whole project. How do you respond to Don yell or Glenn yelling? Don, what the fuck is wrong with you? Raisins, nutmeg, cinnamon. Fucking stupid. I don't know. No, absolutely no way. What? No fucking way, dude. Why are you ruining rice pudding? I'll give you the nutmeg and I'll give you the cinnamon. 100%. If I didn't say that last time, shame on me. Those are the two things that should be. Why are you putting on raisins? Put on, might as well just then put on fucking goji berries and, and throw whatever the fuck hey, else you want to throw. Now you're throw just caramel be, in nay, there. That's a little much. Raisins are not goji berries. Goji is too much. Berries. I crossed the line with goji berries. I'm, I'm so just sorry saying that. Offended. I'm just saying that raisins and goji berries. No, no, no. I no. I appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate it. I understand. No, I don't. I just don't get the raisins thing. I just don't get dried grapes. I I don't get it. They're fine. I mean, I don't know why. Listen, rice pudding sweet already. Why are you putting dried? 
nectar fruit on there. I just, I, I never really had it like that. I guess that's kind of like rum raisin ice cream, which I just fucking hate. Maybe I just don't like raisins, Glenn. Maybe I just don't like raisins. I've eaten them more now that I have a toddler. But even then, I'm like, I don't want this in my rice pudding. I don't want that texture. I like this. I like I just like the rice and the fucking cream, man. I'm a purist. What do you want from me? Well, now, Don, a lot of people heard that. We played that at the beginning of one of the other episodes. Um, but this hasn't been aired yet. Oh. Glenn got back in touch when he heard it on the show. Hey, it's Jersey Shore Glenn again from Herbertsville. I do want to say to Don, as I listened to that, thank you for playing it. And I came off as harsh. Uh, nine times out of ten, I love Don's reviews, and one of my favorite parts of no the podcast is Jersey Guy Reviews, Jersey Foods, especially as a fellow Jerseyite out here in Los Angeles working in the film industry. Uh, so one day, as I said, uh, Don and I will have to grab a bagel or a slice or figure something out. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, we got to grab... No, we got to grab fucking rice pudding. Don, are you willing to meet Jersey Shore Glenn in person in Los Angeles and eat rice pudding? 100%. We got to go to a diner, get rice pudding. You got to get it your way. I got to get it my way. And we've got to like, you know, I know COVID's still kind of out there, but we should do like a little lady in the tramp or like cross the arms <laughs> and eat it together kind of situation. Now, how, uh, and Don, I would try. How about this? Would, we'll get you in touch with Jersey Shore Glenn. How about this too? I just see randomly. Here's a, a voicemail from Jersey Shore Glenn. I haven't even listened to yet. Haven't even vetted. Wow. Should we just listen to another one? Make it a Jersey Shore trifecta. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, let's see what Jersey Shore Glenn has to say. How long it is? Hey, it's Jersey Shore Glenn. Uh, the Maxwell thing brought some wonderful memories of going to see the Laughing Hyenas there. Laughing Hyenas were John Brannan's band after Negative Approach. And during the Maxwell's and Hobo. John fell in between songs. It was a good time to smoke a little crack cocaine. What? And that was the first and last time I ever saw the Laughing Hyenas and probably was the last time the Laughing Hyenas ever played Maxwell. Other thing that Max is a story reminded me of Don, Max recently left a voicemail we played about how he dropped acid and went to medieval times so that's what he's referring to got it let's see what Jersey Shore Glenn has to say back in when I was in high school my senior year I sold someone acid and they proceeded to take that acid while on the airplane going to Orlando for their senior year class trip and proceeded to have a very bad trip while cruising above the earth. Oh, no. Anyway, keep up the great show, guys. Love it. Oh, no. Jersey Shore Glenn becoming the uh, quiet third sidekick on this episode. That's Kudos not, to you again. That's not Jersey Shore Glenn's fault. But Jersey Shore Glenn. Yeah, yeah man. No, we should, we should get together. We should have rice pudding somewhere. Don, I loved this episode. I hope everybody goes to soartisanalpasta.com. Check it out when you're in Morristown. See what you think. Let us know your opinions. We're all about it. Thanks to Jersey Shore Glenn and everybody else who gets in touch. Closing words, Don Finelli. No, that was uh, this was fun, man. This was this. Uh, anytime I do this, it's good to kind of get away from the the real world for a hot second and just talk food. And that's uh, mm-hmm. that's 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 what I'm passionate about. Thank you for listening to this presentation of New Jersey is the world. New Jersey is the world is Chris Gethard, Nikki Bonaduce, Don Finelli, Andrea Quinn, Carson Cobb, and Mike D. 
New Jersey is the world is produced and edited by Carson Cop, Mike D, and Andrea Quinn. You can find us online at New Jersey is the world and on Instagram at New Jersey is the world. Also, please feel free to reach out and leave us a voicemail by contacting the home office of New Jersey is the world at 973-780-4660 in regards to anything show or New Jersey related. Please subscribe and listen to more episodes of New Jersey is the world on your favorite podcast service. If you're looking to join our extremely opinionated and Jersey-ish community, head on over to Patreon.com and search for New Jersey is the world. We have merch, which you can find at BelowTheCollar.com after searching for Chris Gethard. Once again, thank you for listening to this presentation of New Jersey is the world. New Jersey is the world, where New Jersey is the world.